everyone. This is Brett from Comeuppance Reviews, and uh, welcome to the 49th episode of the Comeuppance Reviews podcast. Hey, it's Ty. We're back. Oh, very exciting that we, we're back again. <laughs> and are you going to say it's almost the 50th episode? Wow. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, don't watch the 50th episode. That's great. Wow. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> excited. You know, I can tell. You always are. <laughs> well, someone's got to be around here. Yeah, I'm excited. I really am. And uh, off the air, we were talking about kind of the direct-to-video career of Cuba Gooding Jr. Yes, and you've seen a few of them uh, recently. So. Yes, because, you know, people think of Cuba Gooding Jr. as, I think, the type of actor that generally goes to the theater but yeah. throughout a lot of recent history, he's been doing DTV. Oh, yeah. Um, it's been a while now. He started in 2001, if I'm not mistaken, with uh, In the Shadows. He's uh, some Matthew Modine straight to video that he's hanging around in. So because a lot of actors go to direct to video now, I mean, like Robert De Niro, John Cusack, and even like A-list actors. Like Morgan Freeman, you know, Travolta. Right. Yeah, so everyone's doing DTV, so it was almost oh, inevitable that Cuba, or Cuba, as you call him, <laughs> would also Cuba. be doing DTV. But it does seem his DTV movies are definitely better than average, I oh, think. Oh, I totally agree with that. He, he tries a little bit more. So which ones? You've seen Hardwired. Right, right Hardwired. They're the ones I've seen. You could remind me if I forget one. But there's yeah. Hardwired. That's the mm-hmm. one with Val Kilmer. Yep. Um, Endgame. Yep. Um, oh, what's that other one? Ticking Clock. Oh, Ticking Clock. Ticking Clock has Neil McDonough. Yep. Um, and then recently I saw Dirty and yep. Hero Wanted. Right. So that's five Kubas. Oh, and, and you watched Line Watch. Line Watch. Yeah. Right, Line Watch. So uh, almost all those movies, not all of them, have something good about them. You know what I mean? That's not just do regular DTV direct. It's they have some idea or something about them that makes them better. Like Dirty is basically the Cuba's training day. Like right. if you want to see like a DTV version of Training Day, that's kind of <laughs> in that same ballpark. Oh, he was really good in that. Like you really you really get hooked into his performance. Yeah, and um I also think it's a career best for Clifton Collins. Yeah. That's a good movie, a very gritty movie. You know, it's got who's in that? Keith David and uh, Cole Hauser, I think, right? So. Right. They yes, they have supporting roles, but um, oh, and Wyclef. Yeah, Wyclef Jean <laughs> is in it, and um, Robert Lasardo. It's an amazing cast. So yeah, right. Yeah. And I definitely think it goes for some some real grit and some real intense moments. And um, and you would think, oh, this, this is a DTV movie called Dirty, and it's probably stupid. No, it, it's not. No, it's it's it, not. Um. So that's something uh, worth looking out for. And Hero Wanted, you know, as I was saying to you the other day, Hero Wanted seems to have gotten lost in the DTV shuffle. Oh, absolutely. If that movie came out in the 80s, even the 90s, people would be talking about it. It would be a movie people know, people talked about now, and you never hear anyone talk about Hero Wanted. No, no, I haven't heard a peep. Because if that came out, let's say, 1999, right, like at Kuba's peak, it would be perfect. Like, oh, Hero wanted that was a good one, you know. But he made Chill Factor instead. So, no, <laughs> which really isn't that bad of a movie. It's kind of a weird movie, actually. But, I haven't seen it, but I think that would go DTV today if that oh would come goodness. out. Oh my goodness, Cuban Jr. and Ski Eric, you know, <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I do think Hero Wanted is something. It's a movie that people should know. It's a movie people should talk about. It's definitely under the radar and underrated. 
Oh, can't agree more. I mean, people should watch it like right now if it's available or just buy it. <laughs> well, that's what you did. It, it, the did DVD it. does have a lenticular cover. So. Yeah, it's funny where I got it from Amazon. I I never seen that one until I got it from Amazon. Oh, I don't think, so you I took a chance. I don't think B-Buster had um, the lenticular cover version. So. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and even and, uh, Hardwired has it's a kind of a sci-fi futuristic type movie with some good ideas yeah like the yeah. Well, the, the product placements like in your brain you it's know, in your brain like which it, yeah that's like i can see that actually happening you know where yeah. you you see these commercials kind of yeah. like you're forced to see them because they're like yeah. implanted in your brain that's what's going to happen pretty soon you know you're just going to see the liberty commercial in your <sighs> brain <laughs> which basically you do anyway but it's just going to be there 24 7 you know <laughs> Well, if you're trying to get people to go insane, um, <laughs> I guess that would be a way to do it. But I do think it's kind of forward thinking. And that's like a type of concept that you might see in a Hollywood movie. I think oh, yeah. it's a, but, you know, as we always say, the, the good ideas get pushed down because apparently in Hollywood, superhero movies, you know, come first. I guess and, who cares? They're all in capes. They're flying around the green screens. Like, <laughs> this is still entertaining to people. I mean, great. But I mean... <laughs> Okay. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's how I feel. Okay. I mean, it's not for me, but you think the 12 year olds that like these movies before might've grown up and maybe aren't so interested anymore. I, but I guess it will always just, be 12 year olds. So. Well, that's true. I mean, certain people, they have delayed adolescence, which is fine, you know, but they just want to want their superhero movies, which is fine. You know, <laughs> which, which, which then means that the, the formerly A-list actors and good ideas and good direction, good writing gets pu- kind of like pushed down into pushed DTB. Down yeah. But then, unfortunately, that also means that less people see these movies. I That's think. true. No one knows. Like, what? Hero Wanted? What's that? You know, it's like... <laughs> so with, with what limited platform we have on this podcast – that's why I thought it was uh, something worthy of mention. We could say, okay, oh, people, agree. anyone listening to this, check out Hero Wanted or any yeah. of these other movies we just mentioned with Cuba Gooding Jr. They're mostly pretty good. Even Well, the one I saw, I don't think I've watched, it was called Sacrifice. It's Cuba Gooding right, Jr. and Christian Slater. And, mm. I mean, it's nice to see those two people, but the plot itself is kind of boring. You're like a stupid mobster. You don't really care. It's like, I'm a priest. I'm Christian Slater. I'm a priest. You know, you're like, <laughs> so, eh. Well, I guess they're not all gold, but the thing is, but on the back of every single box, it says Academy Award winner Cuba Gooding Jr. stars. And (laughs) I I think they're all done by Sony, right? So they all say that. Yes. Well, I mean, if you want Academy Award for yelling into a phone saying, give me the money or show me the money, you know, that's pretty good. You know. Right, but it, but it's you know the difference between Dirty and Hero Wanted shows he has range. You know, they're they're, they're very different. Oh, he actually has a lot of range. So hopefully people can check these out. I mean, he's made like 10, 12 of these straight to videos. So there's a lot to check out. Way of War is a little boring, I'll say. But let's not forget about Omar Gooding. Wow. <laughs> yeah. so one of the co-hosts we? of Wild and Crazy Kids of uh, Don Jeffcoat. Right, which I believe we've mentioned Don Jeffcoat before. I think we said he should have been an action star. Oh, yes. Wait, who was the other host? It was Omar Gooding, Don Jeffcoat. Oh, I wish I looked this up before I just thought of it. So, well, you can continue it into the next podcast for episode 50 if you want. Okay. Well, let me maybe really, really uh, quickly. Oh, Jessica Gaines. Doesn't ring a bell. No, but I think it's like, it's, I'm John Jeffco. I'm Jessica Gaines. I'm Omar Gooding. This is Wild and Crazy Kids. 
But speaking of should have been an action star, we can oh, yeah. talk about the one we've got. Should have been an action star. A very <laughs> sensitive reading. Yeah, <laughs> a very sensitive reading this time around. Yes. And okay, who so Ty, uh, who do you have? I have Maya Angelou. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you remember how this one came about? I was just thinking of the most serious people I can think of. And that one just popped up in my head. I was like, wait, Maya Angelou, she just, you know, reads poetry, right? So, but now she reads the poetry of death. <laughs> so maybe, sure, why not? So, yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, I think I see where you're going with this because, I mean, besides the absurdity of it, yes. I don't think Maya Angelou is someone we think of as someone having a sense of humor. No, like, she's very serious. Very serious. Like, has she ever smiled? Has she ever told a joke, like, ever? I mean, we don't know. But this time, she's out for blood. And she's underlining her poems to make sure that people die correctly or something. Right. Or maybe the the clues to the the people she's killing are in the poems, and the cops have to figure it out. Yeah, that sounds fun. And maybe even called underlining death or something like that. Right. Yeah, so um, she wears a revenge jacket, kind of like a Morheen Maher, as you right. in other episodes. And then she has maybe she has like some cool throwing knives or something like that. So it's like, well, that, so I, was, I would imagine when she confronts the drug dealers that killed her children, which probably yes. is what happened, yes, she I reads a bit of poetry and then yes, kills you. Absolutely. And it's like really powerful poetry. And then maybe like the drug dealers start crying, but then they also are crying out for pain because they're dying. By my Angelou. <laughs> and next time I'll have to think of some like a name for these for the characters. They're just saying Maya. Or she could just be Maya, you know. <laughs> she could be herself or someone with that just happens to have the same <laughs> name. Yeah. <laughs> I like this like and my Angelou as herself. <laughs> so, All right, I, so I guess that's a success. Well, I mean the, I have a drug dealer name that she could battle. Um, okay. Hector Hernandez, you know, he's an <laughs> upcoming gangster who's trying to make his bones. And right. Then, you know, I mean, he kills Maya Angelou's family, and Maya Angelou is not happy. And she can read the eulogies at their funeral in a powerful way. Yes, <laughs> of course you would. Because yeah. I know in the last podcast you did promise to have some new yeah. drug dealer names. I promised the new drug dealer names, so now we have Hector Hernandez. Okay. So I have a I had a teacher back in sixth grade, also named Mr. Hernandez. I won't say his full name, I guess. But but let's just say it's it's Shakespearean. It's a Shakespearean type of first name. <laughs> yeah, he had a very interesting Shakespearean name that you don't hear every day. Actually, he was a really cool guy. You know. So totally uh, check out this underlining death. <laughs> yeah, would people check it out? We just made it up. Well, if we ever made it, though, hopefully the people, yeah, you can't check it out yet until we make it. Oh, wait, I think Maya Angelou's not around anymore, but it could Well, have maybe been. we can get someone to play Maya Angelou as herself. Maybe we can get, I don't know, Angela Bassett as Maya yeah. Angelou to play <laughs> as herself. <laughs> sure. That, that, which means that this is just getting into the realm of absurdity. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, then we'll go to the bid for seriousness today. So... We have William Raymond Cyrus. <laughs> right. So it's no longer Billy Ray Cyrus. He wants nope. to be serious, yep. um, much like Maya Angelou. And yep. um, <laughs> has anyone ever compared those two people before? <laughs> um, well, they're both poets in their own way. That is true. Yeah, that's true. There, there are some comparisons that could be made. 
And uh, it's Ricky Hark for the soul. <laughs> well, can you name another Billy Ray Cyrus song besides Achy Breaky Heart? I cannot. Um, I'll have to look that up later. <laughs> can you? Uh, I, well, there is an Old Town Road, isn't Does that? Does that count? Uh, I, I don't I, know. Uh, we'll have to do some more research. I didn't plan on even asking this question. I mean, um, I would count it one from like when in the Achy Breaky Heart days. That's right. Okay. About, so. Well, because if he's going William Raymond Cyrus. Yeah. Would he extend that to his song titles? Like, would it be like achingly, breakingly heart? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> because achy breaky is now too, like, it's, abbreviated. You know, they're yeah, too exactly, short. Yeah. <laughs> That's so if he's going to go full bid, you know, yeah. full bid for seriousness, he's going to have to do that to all his song titles also. <laughs> Everything just gets changed. <laughs> it take a long time for the liner notes. <laughs> well, I know that is a concern for you. Yeah, um, I only care about liner notes. <laughs> um, I don't right, like? but that's a good oh, one. I like that one. I think that's yeah. one of your better ones. Oh, thank you. I thought of it just the other day. So, um, I just I don't like uh, coordinates for some reason. I don't know why I just thought of that. But I love liner notes, but I don't like coordinates. <laughs> okay, well, if they ever make another Star Trek movie, see that's see that's probably why you like the William or uh, sorry uh, the Leonard Nimoy album. Yeah. And yeah. not the Star Trek movie, because, you know, you get the liner notes on Leonard Nimoy yeah. or William Shatner's albums, yeah. yes. but not so much with the coordinates. The coordinates. It's like, <laughs> wow, you're absolutely right about that. But we can go to our uh, topics of the day, our titles we're talking about today. We have the karate movies and the titled karate and the titles that start with the word white. So we're going to go right to Karate Rock. From right, which is an Italian movie that um, kind of has that wacky Italian flavor of when they yes. would come to America and they tried to do what they think Americans are doing and have people talk <laughs> like they think Americans are talking. And it doesn't quite come off that way. No, no. It's, it's Antonio Sabato Jr., star of uh, The Base 2, Guilty as Charged, and David Warbeck. You know, it's a Fabrizio is kind of small. Right? Oh, so much. It's limited Warbeck. I think he like he cuts him like two times and he like smiles. Might be from a different movie. <laughs> well, well no, right. here's yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, so here's an important question. Is this the one with rib food? <laughs> I don't think it is. We're gonna come to that shortly. I think. Oh, okay. Those karate warrior movies. Okay. So, um. The plot of this one is Kevin Foster, Sabato Jr., is a new kid in town. He comes from Oakland to live in Savannah, Georgia, with his father, John, played by Dave Warbeck. And then it's like a Karate Kid kind of knockoff, because that was very popular. You know, uh, Ralphie Macchio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think so. And then he goes up against the local bullies, and then there's a, he enters a rock competition. <laughs> which is like now, not dance yeah go ahead why well, the thing is i think there's something in the translation yes. that gets mixed up here when they say rock they mean like dancing yes they mean dance competition that's what european filmmakers meant dance competition right because i think maybe they're influenced by body rock you know with A lorenzo little. lamas but if, if you also look at the lucio fulci movie murder rock mm-hmm. that's not really about rock and like your hard rock bands it's about dancing so something in the italian translation when they say rock they mean like dancing 
possibly break dancing, but some sort of dancing, yeah. which is a little misleading. Well, not, not on purpose, I don't well, think. But. It's a mixture of the Karate Kid and Footloose. So right. they just switch those together. And then because there's a part where they there's like a truck race called the Tunnel of Death. Right. Yes, I remember that. And I think in Footloose or the Flashdance, there's like a truck race or something, you know. No, Footloose is a hard PG. People have not. People just think about it. Let's all dance, and Kevin Bacon starts dancing. People are getting beat up and stuff like that. It's, a, or it's people are getting slapped around. The movie's very violent. Footloose. It's like well, people forget about that because you know you're outlawed dancing, but no, no, people are getting beat up. There's a lot more action there than you might think. Well, we'll have to talk about the movie sometime. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Our next movie, Footloose. So, um, <laughs> so anything else to say? Oh, yeah, there's a funny quote by one of the bullies, and he says, Why don't you go iron your tutu? <laughs> Which is, you know, a pretty bad insult to someone who wants to make it in the rock competition. Yeah, this one, it, well, the thing is, there's not much really to hang your hat on this one. This, it's just more silly, you know? It's like, yeah, but if you like silly, then yeah. there it It'll, is. Also, there's he has a friend named Chocolate Chip. Well, uh, don't we all? <laughs> it's like, huh, interesting. <laughs> but we'll go to the next one, which is Karate Warrior One. Um, I don't think this was rib food. I think that's the second one, sir. Um, no, well, I didn't say anything. Well, I'm sure we'll get to it. <laughs> uh, it this is basically the same movie as Karate Rock. I mean, this is where it gets a little ridiculous and repetitive. But there's no dancing. There's no dancing. You know, Anthony Scott, played by Kim Stewart, like he's an American teen, he goes to the Philippines to visit his father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, I feel like I just said this. Uh, oh, so, and uh, played by um, Jared Martin. And in, in classic uh, Lost in Translation file, his, he's played, he's, it's Anthony Father. <laughs> Not what? Anthony's father. Oh. No. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah so... Jared Martin is credited as Anthony Father. Oh, okay. So <laughs> his last name is Father. And the father's last name is Father. Of course. So this is a classic, uh, you know, Anthony is, you know, chased by some thugs and some goons again. And he, you know, works on his karate. This is basically in quotes. <laughs> um, and, but it's a cool, has a cool 80s style. So. Well, isn't there someone who's either a fan of the podcast or the website that really loves these Karate Warrior movies and he oh, watches yeah. all of them? He watches all of them, or his name is his name is like called Karate Warrior Two or something on, two? on Twitter. Oh. <laughs> that's the best one, isn't it? No, that's uh, true. And then there's something cool that the the guy does called the Dragon Blow. It's like some kind of kind of Hadouken kind of thing. Oh, oh, I see. <laughs> you remember this Hadouken? Mm. Are they fighting on a stage and there's two chicken mascots? Or is that? <laughs> we'll go right to that one. Which is, right. <laughs> let me just double check if that's Karate Warrior 2 or Karate Warrior 6. It's just like. Because <laughs> right, we've seen 1, 2, and 6. Yeah, right? we haven't seen 3, 4, and 5 yet. So. Is there something after 6 or is 6 the end? 6 might be the end for now. Yes, this is it. This is rib food. So Karate Warrior 2 from 1988. Also, it's about Anthony Scott again. He, he defeats his arch rival Quino and rides off into the sunset. That was in the first one. I guess that's a spoiler alert. And then he goes to college, and then he has to fight some college bullies. 
to the bullies wherever he goes, high school, college, anywhere. Exactly. And then when when he grows up, he'll be middle aged punks, right? Oh, yes. Yes. Middle aged punks. Some of our favorite punks. (laughs) It's a brutal hour and 40 minutes, though, because it really kind of drags a lot. Um, And then he's he's kind of dubbed by like an old man. So it's like he's like a college kid, but he's dubbing. He's like, hello. Hmm. Interesting. And, and he gets hungry, so he says he wants hot dogs, hamburgers, or rib food. <laughs> well, does Disney ask someone at someone's house, like, do you have any rib food? Yeah, he said something? that. Yeah, do you have any rib food? Rib food? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a movie highlight. So if you see any of the Karate Warrior movies, <laughs> even though we haven't seen some of them, yeah. you might want to check out two because it's it's pretty nutty. You know? Yeah, there's a lot of great stuff. I almost don't want to give away some of the funny stuff he wrote down here. I mean, this guy says to Anthony, haven't you seen The Hitcher? <laughs> oh, like the movie? The movie, yeah. Uh, anything else in here? Lots of funny fashions and yeah, the chicken the chicken guy. I'm trying to see if that's in the sixth one. <laughs> well, just to give a bit of background on that. So in this school gym, yeah. you know, there's a stage. And, you know, most colleges have a mascot, you know, for their sports yeah. team. This one has two chicken mascots, two, <laughs> and they never explain why. And then don't they fight, or, or they're just kind of there? They're just kind of there. It's like, wait, so they they cut to chicken man costume, and then it's like, oh, chicken man, and then they cut to another guy. And it's like, wait a second, there's two of them, and they're in the same shot, so it's not like we're yeah. confusing it. They're both there on the stage, like one's on one side of the stage and one's on the other. It's like this college has two chicken mascots, and this on top of the rib food. I, so that's that puts this movie ahead of the others, I think, in our estimation. Oh, I can't I can't agree more. And then we could talk right into talk about right into Karate Warrior Six from 1993. It's all directed by Fabrizio, our buddy. Right, Fabrizio G- DeAngelis. Yes, and David okay, Larry Ludman. <laughs> yeah, Larry Ludman. Gotta love old Larry. <laughs> so in Karate Warrior Six, Anthony Scott is gone. He's now been replaced by a guy named Scotty Daffrin. Of course he is. He plays a character named Leo, who's an overweight college student. And then he runs into a bit of good luck. He rides his bike and he falls. Wait, what is this? <laughs> it's hard to. What the heck? Well, no, I remember this. And then some guy, it's like on The Simpsons, where I like, remember when Mr. A really old episode where Mr. Burns like hits Bart with his limo. Yeah. Yeah, it's very right. similar. He hits him and then he like then says like I'll give you a bunch of money and then he takes yes. it, then um, Scott Daffrin or whatever his name is uh, just takes his group of friends to was it Greece? Yeah, wow. You're yeah. just reading the plot description. That's perfect because I that wow, great memory. And I think while he's in Greece and seeing the sights, he, they run into some punks. Right? Yes. <laughs> or, it's really the same movie three times. So we're on now technically six times. <laughs> this one, just like a bunch of stuff happens. Like, in other words, the plot doesn't have a lot of kind of drive to it where it makes sense. No. It's like this, something happens and something else happens and something else happens. And it's, yeah. But it's not really connected. Like there's like a scam involving a mermaid. and Yeah. Um, and there's a bad guy. His name is Mufasa or Mustafa. Yeah. And he looks like uh, Balky or uh bronson pincho right that makes sense yeah because you know we had balky fever back in the days sure (laughs) we all love meepos (laughs) so people love meepos you know i i've seen perfect strangers just the first season i mean i think maybe it maybe gets better i don't know the first season was a little rocky 
I have to say. <laughs> well, a lot of shows get better after the first season. Because, I mean, it was, you know, I guess Balky's entertaining, but it's just, you know, uh, Larry Appleton. <laughs> he just, he's always annoyed at Balky, like, every second. So it's not that fun, really. He should be part of the, you know, the Balky fun, not just get grumpy. Yeah. Well, maybe that happened later. I, my, I haven't seen Perfect Stranger since I was a kid, so my memory is not the best. Well, that's um, what's funny. But- yeah, and that's what reminded you of Karate Warrior Six. Well, that's because there's another character named Larry. So uh, Larry does kind of fight Balky. So there's Larry Appleton in the show, and there's a guy named Larry Jones in this movie. <laughs> Coincidence? I don't think. I think not. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie, I mean, would you recommend it? I, I don't know. Mm, uh, probably. I mean. <sighs> I don't want to say no, but maybe not no. just because, but no, <laughs> I, I mean, cause it's not like part two where I would recommend that this yeah. it's, it's a movie that's kind of there and kind of around, but I wouldn't recommend it. You know, I wouldn't say go out of your way to see it. Yeah. Um, These karate warrior movies, karate warrior two is probably the, the one to get. So, yes. Uh, the ones we've seen part two is I think the winner. Now our next movie is kind of an older one. Karate warriors from 1976 is uh sunny chiba um this was a pretty fun one you remember this it's kind of not the mm. best tape transfer but it's like it's pure sunny chiba action and i think he just passed away right so <sighs> and it's really unfortunate but this is a good one people should check out i know people like you know street fighter but check out you know karate warriors um, well, what does it say as far as what uh, the we, plot and what well, happens the Chico is a mysterious man who arrives in a town run by two warring gangs, and then he fights the gangs, and it's fun. But our it's a fun, but our VHS was pan and scanned and very bad looking. But what you get is still fun. So hopefully there's like a yeah. I don't know if there's another way. Oh yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, I don't know if there's another way to see the movie right now. Yeah, I mean, we said that, you know, the technical flaws are bad, but it's still fun because they're almost forgotten about because of the fun fights because they're slowed down and then sped up. You know, yeah. it's kind of cool. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a fun one. And then we'll just jump right into this is a stupid one. Um, <laughs> Karate Wars from 1991, directed by David Huey, the guy who made uh, American Street Fighter, I think. Is this the one where they're just fighting in the gym? Yes. Oh, yeah, this one is a dud. And then uh, Jason, played by Christopher Wolf, is, a, is in a karate, karate class taught by Oyama. And then uh, Oyama gets upset about, like, trying not to fight, you know, because he's a classic, you know, you know, Sifu or whatever, right? And, you mm. know, he doesn't want uh, Jason to start fighting, you know, out of the ring or whatever. And then nothing really happens at all. There's an uh, there's an evil karate master named Nakaso, played by Gerald Akamura. And then there's something called the Karate Wars. So you don't. It, I know it sounds kind of a jumble how I'm saying it, but it's it's a bad movie. I really I hate to say that. But if you're getting interested because of the presence of Gerald Akamura, don't because no. yeah. it's really just like. <laughs> A shot in like a karate studio and that's it yeah you know uh, they never get out of the studio they barely i think they go outside like once it's like that's not good 
and it's also called Blood Fight 3, also. <laughs> we said it was incredibly repetitive, disappointing us at every turn. Yeah, that is that is my memory of this movie. I think it's very unfortunate. I think the tape is rare. I think it goes for a lot of money, but um, don't buy it because it's it's definitely not worth it. It's 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 like nothing happens. There's no plot. There's no nothing. It's mm-hmm. it's it's just dull. It's dull. And it was only the, the cover makes you think it might be cool because the guy kind of looks like Tom Cruise, Judd Nelson and Emilio Estevez, <laughs> Jason. <laughs> yeah, but that was the style of the time. You know, they're yeah. going to they're going to find some 80s cool guy to make it look cool. But don't be fooled. Yeah, it's just a total dud. I mean, we it, well, it's, it sucks. <laughs> so it says it says whatever you do, do not do not spend 88 euro for this on Amazon.fr. <laughs> <laughs> well, it words to live by. Yeah. So we'll go to a better one, which we is a classic Martinis right now. I think. Oh, okay. Now we're talking. So we're gonna go with Karate Raider, 1995. Now we might have talked about this during the Ides of Martini uh, podcast, but we'll go through. Well, it I'm again. sure we did. Jake Turner, Ron Martini, is a Colombian punch fighter, and then uh, Joe Estevez, you know, uh, recruits them to do a mission. This was very hard to find. <laughs> Luckily, we got to see it. So. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah. and if people want greater detail, they can go back and listen to our Ron Martini episode. However, this does deserve more, ex, you know, exposure. And, you know, if you're a fan of Ron Martini and Joe Estevez and who isn't, it's definitely worth checking out. If you could find it, it might be online somewhere. Might be online still. And then it's one of the first credits for Joe Carnahan. Ah. Yeah, so he wrote the movie with Martinis. That's amazing. I like to see. That. I like to hear about that. Someone talk to Joe about that one. I know, because uh, the roots of his, you know, action career go back pretty far. I mean, that's pretty amazing. You know, and, you know, he just made boss level. Maybe if he was doing the interview circuit still, someone could ask him about Ron Martini. You know, when that, no one, would, he would not expect that at all. I know. I wish we could talk to him because that's what we would ask him about. Yeah, that's the first um, thing I'd ask him. Yeah. So, uh, it went from Ron Martini to Cop Shop, yeah. which I think is his new movie. Um, Who's that again? Is it Gerard Butler? I think it's Gerard Butler and Grillo. That's amazing. Oh. Just, just stop there. Well, yeah, I think I, they did. But, well, uh, yeah. I'm sure we'll both see it eventually. I, I'm not really sure of the availability right now, but that is that is Carnahan's new movie. And thank God for Carnahan, because he's one of the few directors that's really keeping action alive right now. He's doing a great job. And, you know, even this body of work is amazing. You, you have NARC. Which is, you could just mm-hmm. stop there, and then you got smoking aces and all stuff. So that's amazing, right? You know, he did go a bit mainstream with the A Team movie, but uh, okay. it's still fun you know. for what it was. You know? Yeah. Now we're on the last karate movie, if I'm not mistaken. We have Karate Cop, which is a classic and a half. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> kind of I mean, more martini, right? Yeah, just another martini. Martial law is most lethal. <laughs> just I still can't believe I found that time tunnel. Um, it was just sitting there, sunbaked. <laughs> it wasn't that sunbaked, was it? No, uh, I'll take a look at the tape. But I remember it wasn't in the window. It was on a shelf in the store. Yeah, I remember it was on the bottom of the shelf, bottom of this uh, rack of tapes. Like, wait, Karate Cop? I've heard of that. It's like, wait, no, actually, wait, Karate Cop? I've heard of that. There we go. That's how I did it. Yeah. Well, the, I, my memory is, I think you were a bit more excited to find yeah. Karate Cop. Yeah, yeah, that was the wrong way. Karate Rock? Oh, I, I've heard that. I'm totally buying that. Wait, Karate Rock? Karate Cop? Oh, wait, sorry. Karate Cop. Awesome. Yeah. 
<laughs> like Karate Rock anywhere. Except for no, America. I don't think we're going to be finding that here in the U.S. Maybe in some other country, but not here. Um, <laughs> so we all, I think we mostly know about this one. You know, John Travis, played by Ron Marchini, is uh, <laughs> the best cop of all time. <laughs> well, is, he's the only cop, isn't it, or he's something like cop. that? He's the last cop in a post-apoc world. Post-apocalyptic. Yeah. <laughs> he has a special police hat. So. Right, which is just a cap that yeah. I think it says police on it, and that's how you know he's the police. Yes. And he's, <laughs> and, you know, fighting crime in a future time, to quote, uh, I think, cops. Well, let's not forget about solving the crime by dinner time. You know, it's like. Well, Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen. Is he, yeah. Well, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good turnaround, I have to say. Well, that's why they were so successful. Yeah. <laughs> but do you remember the bad guy's names in uh, Karate Cop? Is that Snaker or is that? Well, Snaker is the bad guy, but they're all named Scabs. They're just Scabs. Oh, Scabs. Right. Yeah, Scabs. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because in, in um, Neon City, they're called Skins. Yes, right? good memory. Because I think we watched those kind of around the same time, and they have a similar plot about these kind of post-apocalyptic sort of hobos that roam the land. <laughs> That's just going to happen soon in the future for us. You know, in 2040, there's going to be, you know, post-apocalyptic hobos. <laughs> so, uh, Neon City, remember there was like an evil sand? Yeah, uh, th- yeah, they had to like go through this evil sand. Yeah, and um Oh, Z- Zand Cloud or Xander Z- Cloud. No, no, we made up Zand because we yeah, were yeah. talking about Nickelodeon, <laughs> but uh, they didn't call it that in the movie. No, it's called a uh, Xander Cloud, the poisonous cloud. Oh, wow. Did you just remember that? Or did yeah. You? Oh, well, that would make sense if we called it Zand because it's called Xander. That also had Arsenio Sunny Trinidad, which is a great oh. name. Did you just read my mind? I was just about to mention that guy. So it's like... <laughs> and let's not think about Creed Bratton. Right, Creed is in the movie too. Yeah. But uh, so we got Creed, Michael Ironside, Arsenio, Vanity. Sonny Trinidad. Uh, um, is it Vanity? Vanity mm-hmm. and Lyle Zato. I mean, the cast is just amazing. It's an amazing cast. I mean, the movie doesn't really live up to it, but no, it's... it doesn't. But it looks cool. Yeah. I mean, it's like it seems cool. So, yeah, I guess out of all those karate movies, I guess you would just recommend Karate Cop, Karate Raider, and Karate Warrior 2. <laughs> yes, I would agree with that. So now on to the second half of our uh, movies. We're going to the white movies, white titles. Uh, I know we just we did a black uh, movie titles, a black tie affair a few months ago. Right, yes. So, um, we're, gonna, we're not going to do white uh, fury because we talked about that in AIP. So I'm going to jump right into White Tiger, a movie we didn't really mention on the Gary Daniels uh, podcast we did with Connoisseur. Uh, I, I, didn't it come up or no? Or it maybe came passing, up like in, pa- I guess. in passing, yeah. From 1996, change is the only constant in life, someone says. Oh, that's well, true. That is true. Um, <laughs> yeah, Gary Daniels, Kerry Tagawa, Matt Craven, Julie Nixon. So do you remember some of this? I mean, you could start talking about it if you want. Sure. DE agent Mike Ryan, Gary Daniels, would rather be rock climbing with his buddy, John Grogan, Matt Craven. But he has to go up against some Asian drug lords played by Tagawa. His name is Victor Chow in it. Um, and then he's out, and then 
Gary Daniels is out for revenge. It's, it's, I think it's an underrated Daniels. Yes, yeah, so maybe we should have talked about it more on the Connoisseur yeah. podcast, but, I mean, there's only so much time, you know. That's true. Um, but, yeah. yes, I mean, it's it's a solid Daniels. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not up there with the three R's, but what is? No, um, but this one is That's Rage Riot and Recoil for people yeah. that might not know that. And it's just kind of interesting because people forget about this one, you know. There's been some quality fights. The story is credited to Bay Logan. Oh, right. Bay Logan from uh, Dragon Dynasty. There's a lot of 90s grunge music. (laughs) And it's only on tape. It's only on tape. I think it's only on tape, yeah. So I remember buying this a long time ago on Amazon. It wasn't that much money. I bet it's a lot now. Um, Yeah, we we said that White Tiger is a clear case of if there's no Gary Daniels, there's no movie. Right, that makes sense. And I'm sure Carrie... Hiroyuki Tagawa plays the bad guy, as he always oh, he does. does. He plays Victor Chow, yeah. Right, yeah, Victor Chow, which you said, but I just want yeah. to get that on the record that he always plays the bad guy. <laughs> he does. I want to see him as the hero. Wouldn't that be fun? Yes, someone should do that. But it, unfortunately, his face just looks evil. Yeah, I know. It's, you know, it's like, <laughs> I'm like, wow, that guy looks evil. Oh, he's evil. <laughs> he was the bad guy in what's that movie? Danger Zone? Robert Downey Jr.'s best performance? <laughs> yes. Right, we're gonna go to hmm, let me think here. White Force from 1988, starring okay. Sam Jones. Yeah, this yes. is a classic, classic 80s, classic Sam Jones, classic. They pasted his face on someone's yeah. body on the front cover. Classic everything. <laughs> yep, I was going to say that because this movie, White Force, and of course Driving Force, also of Sam Jones, has a. I know. Out. I don't know why they kept doing that to Jones. I don't know if they. What's wrong with his? I guess it's his head. Wait, no, wait, let me get this right. It's his head on someone else's body. Yeah. In both cases. So obviously they had an issue. Someone out there had an issue with Sam Jones's body, which who would even think that? But I guess someone did. It's very, very ridiculous. But it's funny because there's two examples. (laughs) Right, two different video companies. It's not even like it's the same label that did it. It's two different VHS labels, and they both pasted his head on a different body. That's hilarious. I mean, that's great. This is an old review. I mean, we watched this ages ago. You know, we posted in 2010. Wow. I know. Wow. That's Okay, Owen has to make an appearance. Um, I can tell the – here, I I hit you with the plot. (laughs) Um, okay. Johnny Quinn is a guy of a cool bomber jacket who's in North Thailand that gets some answers because they killed his partner. And then there's the the bad guy's name Alex Corda, uh, and he has he's an evil drug dealer. We said that White Force is kind of standard fare. I bet it, maybe it's better now. You know, I feel like it might later. be. Is, it, is this the one where they're looking for the classic disc that has all the information, or is that a different? Yeah. Oh, wow. You have a really great memory. Yeah, he's looking for a, like kind of a laser disc, like a tiny laser disc that has uh, that that's precious information. <laughs> wow, good memory. Well, I mean, there's certain things I remember about it. I mean, that is kind of like when we kind of restarted the website. Yeah, uh, this was a re, kind of a restart. So. And you found you found this a time tunnel. Right? I sure did. Yeah, it's a. Because we said the, the idea of corporate narcotics. Is yeah, yeah, it is. That is a good idea. It's a good, it's a solid idea. It's like this big business, like a big corporation, yeah. but they're dealing with drugs. Yeah, it's uh, cool. Because then it says there's also stuff called the International Security Alliance and the AMBRAC International. 
It's like, okay, now it's getting, now it's getting a little bit too much. It's like, <laughs> but I like where they were going with this. I, I mean, I, I think it would be better now. I think I'm going to rewatch it. You know, it's in my re well, it's in my massive tape pile to rewatch. So as I always say, I'll move it up the head of the line, but <laughs> yeah, really, but you uh, say that with everything. Yeah, just, yeah, but I will. I know where it is. And I'm, 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 that's a cool find at Time Tunnel. I mean, I have to keep <laughs> throwing Time Tunnel every episode, but it's all these crazy movies that were there. Um, yeah, I know we all wish it still existed or someplace like it. You're right. I, I, there's got to be someplace like it somewhere. I mean, there's your movie warehouse in New Hampshire, but it's not like Time Tunnel. I mean, there's, I did find some cool stuff there, but. Um, yeah, so yeah, I think this definitely deserves a rewatch because we kind of said it was paint by numbers. We gave it one and a half stars. I mm. bet that there's, I gotta rewatch this because it's kind of like the Black Belt 2 Fatal Force thing where I have to rewatch it because I think we maybe we just weren't in the right mood or something. I have no idea. We haven't said anything negative about the movie that would warrant such a low yeah. rating, you know. Like, usually if we give a low rating, there's like a reason. Well, we said I've yet to hear the reason. We said it was tedious tedious mm. yeah so all right I, I think it just definitely needs a a rewatch so, all right all right i guess the next movie is oh here we go white phantom <laughs> classic j roberts jr yeah j roberts jr and bo Svensson. he has that rectangle for his credit yeah, on the who box bo? who bo, or, or, bo Svensson, not j roberts i mean this is one of those things where the, that name just kind of came out of nowhere it's you know, one day we're living our lives. The next day, J. Roberts Jr. is starring in a movie. We've never heard of this person. Never but, heard of her. But then he's like top lines, like J. Roberts Jr., White Phantom. And I, I think it was fair of us and other people to say, who? You know, why does this guy who we've never seen or heard from before get this top big billing? You know? Well, yeah, it, it's interesting because it's kind of like an offshoot of Sakura Killers. So... An offshoot in what way? Like, is it like an unofficial sequel? It's like or an unofficial it... sequel, because I think, yeah, White Security Games came out first, and then, because this Colonel is in this, Colonel Slater, and there's a Colonel played by Chuck Connors in Security Killers, and it's directed by the same guy, or it has the same people. So it is somewhat connected to Security Killers. It's very weird. Yeah, that is interesting. Well, only in the 80s, or only in the time of DTV would you get something like this. Um, I mean, but I can see why they would want to keep the Sakura Killers thing going because, what you know, Sakura Killers is such a great movie, and they probably thought, hey, we got some gold here, let's let's play this out, you know, let's keep this going and see what we can do. But what's interesting is how they got Jay Roberts Jr. and Bo Svensson, yeah, instead of Chuck Connors and um, the George, other guy, George Nichols. Yeah, yes, George Nichols. It's, uh, and the fact that they kind of continued it, but without continuing it, they didn't call it Sakura Killers 2. They, you know, they kind of just made it its own thing, but yet not. So it's kind of interesting. It's an interesting movie. I mean, I rewatched it last year. I think it, it got better over time just a little bit. Yeah, it, does, it, it drags a lot. But it's still kind of interesting because it's still a ninja movie. So the plot of this movie, I can try to put this together. A bunch of ninjas and camouflage steal a box of weapons grade plutonium. The evil Sakura family goes mm. asking protection money from bookstores and nightclubs to the big leagues of international crime. Colonel Slater, Bo Svensson, is on the case. And also Willie is the main character, played by J. Roberts Jr. W-I-L-L-I. No E. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So it's not like Willie Tanner from Alf. You no, know, this is Willie. 
Yeah, Willie Dillon. Willie. <laughs> Willie. Yeah. Well, that's the best when he was rapping, you know. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I mean, as I said, I rewatched this last year. And it's a little bit better than you might think, but it still drags. And there's like a, a lot of dance sequences, though. Lots of 80s dance sequences. Wow. Um, and oh, I don't. I guess we didn't put her name. <laughs> Whoops, because it's an old review. But there's a the female character, the female love interest. That's a lot of dance sequences. And her name wow. is uh, My Lynn in the movie. So um, this is just, this does sound. I mean, we have seen. I think we saw it a long time ago, around the yeah. same time as White Force. Yeah, we did. Um, but I I think this is you know could be described as an undiscovered gem that people should see. Is. I think it is because there's a lot of wacky moments. Yeah, it does drag, but overall, I think people should check this out. And you know what um, some companies should do is put Sakura Killers and White Phantom on a oh, Blu-ray together. Like Arrow. Like Yeah, well, Arrow should do that. And I believe a movie we're going to be talking about fairly soon, Arrow, actually did release. And that someone's yes. listening to us. Um, we're, we're getting close to that. It's going to be the last movie. Oh, okay. So our second to last movie is White Ghost. Oh, uh, White Ghost with Bill Cat. Bill Cat. <laughs> Bill Cat and Wayne Crawford and Red Brown. John Barry. Okay. Steve Shepard was a soldier in Vietnam. But all but after all of his fellow soldiers went home, Shepard stayed behind. And then he has a wife and child, but people want to know what White Ghost is up to. And that's his nickname, Steve Shepard. And Major Cross, played by Red Brown, decides to extract Shepard from the jungle. Bring him back to the U.S. to find out who's uh, you know, taking out some drug dealers. Um, there's an evil Vietnamese army out for his blood. The Blu-ray of this movie is interesting because it's the uncut version, um, which is only on Blu-ray, not on tape. Right. Now, originally you had the tape, but then you upgraded to the Blu-ray because Code Red released the yes. uncut White Ghost. That's amazing. And, you know, I got to give thanks to our friend Jill for giving that for me. Uh, so thanks, Jill, for listening. So... It's there is some differences. There's just more violence, you know. Right. Like there is awesome violence because some I don't. I guess I'll give one part away. It's like okay, this is why I was rated X. Some guy got straight up shot in the face. Uh. <laughs> it's like whoa, you can't put that in the R-rated version in the 80s. And then there's a couple of parts like oh, uh, I guess they can cut that out too. There's some torture. There's a part of there's a uh, bunch of people get tortured that was kind of graphic. But overall, it wasn't that bad. You know, it's classic a shoot. It's classic shoot 'em up. You know, right? It's in the jungle. Um, you know, I guess you'd call this an exploding hutter. Yeah, definitely exploding huts. I mean, it's, it's a quality movie. I think I, people should definitely check this one out because it's very underrated. Because William Cat does a great job, and they had an interview with William Cat on the disc, and he talks about White Ghost, talks about other silly movies like Naked Obsession. <laughs> well, I was going to mention Naked Obsession if we're talking yeah. about the underrated career yes. of William Cat. I mean, you know, people know his more well-known roles like Greatest American Hero. Yeah. Right. That was him, right? Yeah, it was. Um, uh, but people don't really talk so much about White Ghost and Naked Obsession. Certainly not Naked Obsession, which is definitely an underrated, I guess you'd call it an erotic thriller. Um, more, I was surprised. I mean, we talked about this in person, but I mean, I was actually surprised by what happened in Naked Obsession. Like, wow, there's some, some good surprises in this one. This was a hit. Yeah, and it's um, it's well acted. It's go. It's well kind of thought out. It's well done. It's it's better than what you might think it is. But we'll, maybe we'll talk more about that when we do our 
E.T.'s episode. Yeah, that'll be good. I'm, set, I'm slowly setting that up. So Yeah, so if listeners get ready for that, we're going to do an erotic thrillers episode at some point. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, White Looks Ghost. Like, Unfortunately, the Blu-ray went out of print, I think. Yeah, it did. But, I mean, if you could find it for okay, I you know, I would spend $30 on this because it's actually a pretty cool movie. It's a lot, just fun. It's pure fun. Um, 80s fun. I won't well, that's my favorite things. kind of fun. <laughs> I want to mention two more things, which is the director is B.J. Davis, the guy who made Laser Mission. Oh, yes. And also um, uh, the movie with John Barrett. Um, oh, To the Death? To the Death. Didn't he do that, too? I think so, yeah. Or is it not American Kickboxer 1? <laughs> he might have been involved with that. I don't know if he directed it. Uh, see, okay. I didn't know we were going to be talking about B.J. Davis, but maybe someday we should because he's been yeah. a, a involved in a lot of these movies. Yeah, and I think there's... I think there's an interview with him or something. Yeah, I I watched all the interviews on the Blu-ray because it's like oh, I want to know more about this weird movie, this weird jungle movie. Well, it's also what's cool when I, the tape. I still have the tape because I, I can't really get rid of it. It's you know it's one of those pre-pack items. Right, <laughs> it's a pre-pack world. item. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's cool. Like I love when it says pre-pack item or slightly uh what does it say? Um, price is slightly higher in Canada. Yeah. yeah. Price, it was already seventy-nine ninety-five. It's yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay wow how high are you gonna make it in canada it's 89.95 well, i guess i don't know I, the sky's the limit but you know um but you, you kind of make a good point about the interviews on the disc only because a lot we've, we've seen a lot of exploding hot movies yes. very few you know interviews you know where they talk to people they're very few and far between where they're actually talking to the people like there's no teddy yeah. page interviews there's no, no the people aren't really interviewing the people that made these movies so they are kind of somewhat of a mystery so yeah, I, I can see why you'd watch that and also on the uh, robo war disc there are some really good interviews so uh, that's great and I, they should interview max fair you know he's still, I, think he's still, I know i think he's still with us <laughs> and that'd be great he probably has some great fun stories i mean they interview roth rock who's connected to some of these you know but yeah. i want to hear more you know well, maybe we maybe we can find some of these people maybe we could reach out to max there i hope so i'll have to look into that it's tricky but i bet it could be done or anyone like if anyone I listening has any sort of way to contact these people we yeah. would interview them but yeah i'd love to uh, um, but uh so yeah so that's out there white ghost um yeah, definitely yeah check good that one. out and finally we have white fire yes white fire great win great one to end on yes robert Kitty. yeah fred so, hammer williamson yep <laughs> um it's nonsensical fun i mean you can't help i don't really want to give much away you just have to well there's not it. much to give away but as i said before some of these some of these companies must be listening because before it came out on blu-ray we said a company like arrow should release it and they did and and, and they, so they that was fantastic i bought it um and and that actually does have some interviews on it um, oh, what they say anything like wow what a wacky movie um kind of yeah i mean they talk i mean they talk to the director pallardy and every, from you know from his perspective he doesn't think it's weird you know he he <laughs> you know he's oh, like john marie pallardy yeah yeah they, they interview him that's and, amazing great how'd they track him down that's, I, I that's a great question um so you know from his perspective the movie's not weird um which makes it all the weirder for us. Um, but they do interview Fred, just like they did on the other disc I got recently um, for whatever it takes. Like, hey, um, man, white fire, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty much, yeah. 
He's like, yeah, and I, I choreographed the, the fights, and Pallardy didn't know what he was doing, so I did it, and uh, stuff like that. That's funny. Um, well, he had a good memory of it. Yeah, his memory of Whitefire was like really good. And um, uh, I'm trying to think if they interview anyone else. I think there's like maybe one or two others. Oh, they interview like the editor of the movie. Oh, that's interesting. Well, yeah, that's I like to know. <laughs> which, yeah, which is probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah, um, uh... <laughs> yeah, it's really just a bunch of question marks. Yeah, it's, but that's what makes the movie so much fun because it's, yeah. it's just an oddity of a movie. I mean, it is. I mean, I guess we can give out the plot a little bit. I mean, Robert Ginty has a chainsaw. You know, I'm just going to stop there. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they certainly put that front and center on the box art. And, um, and, and on the disc, they um, they do make certain comparisons to, the you know, the movie Robert Ginty is probably most known for, The Exterminator. Because oh, right. if you look at The Exterminator artwork, it's Ginty with a flamethrower. Yeah, yeah. So here they said, let's put Ginty with a chainsaw. And... Um, and the tagline for the movie is extermination is the reward for the world's richest prize. Yes. Um, I know, yeah, which kind of doesn't make much sense on, in its own right, but they had to put in the word extermination right. to, to kind of draw that parallel to the, uh, the exterminator. You gotta love that when you just kind of sneak that in. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Gordon Mitchell is great in the yeah. movie too. I, I love Gordon Mitchell. He, he, he's like this baddie and he wears this like red jumpsuit with a like silver belt. That. I just got the tape. I maybe I should have just sprung for the Blu-ray. I didn't want to spend that forty dollars back then. I just, I well, just no, it went down. I didn't want to spend it either, but it's down to nineteen ninety-nine as of this recording. So well, it's, on, that's on, affordable. On a certain online retailer. A certain online retailer right now, at least, <laughs> has it for nineteen ninety-nine. So if you that's want right. it with, you know, the, the you know the disc and the slipcase with the interviews, I, I think it's, it's worth it. I spied like tomorrow. Because I'm just picking up a certain online retailer gift card. I I really think it's worth it because it has those extras. I mean, the tape's cool, but I think the the Blu-ray probably looks obviously a lot better. But I got to see these interviews with the editor. You know, you you can. (laughs) That's just funny. um, Yeah, it might provide some sort of insight. But um, it's great that companies like Arrow are putting out movies like Whitefire. I think that's tremendous. And I hope they keep doing it. And that's a great uh, way to uh, movie to end on because I'm out of movies. It looks like it's do a quick channel. I forgot one. But uh, you know, no. the, yeah. But White Fire, there's like this gigantic diamond, and people yes. are after the diamond. I mean, that's just in case people care about yeah. that. Um, yeah, cosmic uh, diamond. It's huge. It's like, yeah, it's huge. It's like the size of I don't know, a, like a bowling ball or maybe <laughs> bigger. It's like really, really big, and so everyone's after it. But then that causes a lot of mayhem. Yeah, there is a lot of mayhem, which I we haven't even skimmed the surface on the mayhem. No, movie. we really haven't. But we just kind of stumbled upon it. Oh, I hate to say this again, but it was ten years ago, just again that we kind of stumbled upon this one. So, I mean, I guess that's the end of the list. I, um, I'm, I think yeah, I think White Fire and White Ghost probably the standout uh, white movies. <laughs> right, with a possible runner-up of White Phantom. White Phantom and maybe White Tiger. So actually, most of them are pretty good. And White Force needs a rewatch. You know, it's like <laughs> we're just repeating what we just said. And yeah, no, well, it's a recap. I mean, if people want to skip to the end, they can just <laughs> uh, get get the uh, highlights here. Yeah, it's kind of like you see it in the credits of like any TV show, just the highlights of what you just saw. So yes, like, um, like, yeah, these oh, freeze frames. Yeah, the freeze frames. I think they did that when I was rewatching Deadly Games, a quality show. You should buy on Amazon. They just had all the highlights of all the action moments. <laughs> you know, to watch the rest of the show. 
Right. Yeah. yeah. There's a movie there, a show I watched recently that did that, like a new oh. show. It's like they're still doing that. Um, what was it? No. Uh, oh, it was um, that show I borrowed from you, uh, Guilt. Oh, Guilt. Oh, Guilt did that? That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so like, during the credits, you get to see highlights from the show you just watched. And that's like a newer show. So they're still doing it. That's funny. I didn't get to see those when I watched on TV because they just had ads for other freeform shows, you know. Right, right, freeform. Right. Oh, sorry, ABC Family, a new kind yeah. of family. <laughs> the Fosters. Yeah. The Fosters on ABC Family. <laughs> you might want to explain why you're talking like that. Oh, that's what the announcer. That's the announcer when you hear when it used to talk about ABC Family, not freeform. That was the actual announcer voice. So I was like, ABC Family. <laughs> And that's what the guy sounded like. Yeah. And they had a show about a foster family, which of yeah. course was called the Fosters. Yeah. And that's what that's what the guy sounded yeah. like. It's like it's like why? What's his voice? <laughs> like that's gonna get people to watch the Fosters. If some guy goes the Fosters. Yeah. <laughs> like there's like this babyish voice. <laughs> and they think just because it's for ABC Family, you have to yeah. like talk like that. That must yeah, be why yeah. they changed it to Freeform. And it's like yeah. I can't take this anymore. I can't do that. They don't do it now. They don't call it Freeform. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but that was our concept was a white belt. So just to yeah, totally belt. wrap it up in a bow. Yeah. So we had the, you know to have the karate movies. We didn't pr- probably have enough for one episode. Same yeah. thing with the white movies, which we wanted to do as a corollary, yeah. corollary to like the black movies. Yeah. You know, with the, with those words in the title. So yeah. put them together and call it white belt. Perfect. Um, so that wraps it up, and then so that wraps it up for anyone who, that didn't understand why we put those two things together. Yeah. There you um, go. There you go. And um, I guess we'll, sh- you know, give out the, I guess, plugs. <laughs> oh, yeah, plugs. Uh, okay, um, the yeah. podcast that you're listening to now. Yeah. Um, keep listening. Keep listening. Um, Thanks for listening, yeah. by the Thanks way. Thanks for listening. Um, um, you can find on any podcasting service, you know. Right. Most of them. Almost all of them. Almost all of them. And then uh, there's the site itself, which is comeuppinterviews.net, which is, this, you know, it's also on Facebook under the website name. Twitter is Ty Comeuppance. Instagram, where you can usually find me, is Ty Action Rocks. Right, and so you've been posting, you have a VHS posting of the day. Yes, and, and you have your uh, email with a crpodcast at yahoo.com. That is correct. If you have <laughs> any podcasts for related questions, yeah. concerns, or complaints, you can yeah. email us there. Well, um, complain, we're, all right, fine, you can complain. But You can complain. I mean, we might not, you know, listen to you, but we, uh, <laughs> I probably will, will read it. Yeah. Um, we, but I guess that's about it. So thanks again to the Warriors. Thanks again yes, for listening. Yes, thanks to the Comeuppance Warriors. Thanks for listening, and thank you to everybody. We'll and be back soon. With, I think we have Connoisseur coming up for the 50th episode. Uh, yes, our 50th something. episode spectacular. Oh, we'll we'll wow. get our old buddy Connoisseur. Yeah. Um, so he'll be back, and it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, and I, I believe we're doing a much uh, requested in-demand No Subject Part 3. Yep, um, it's all set up, and I got some really wacky ones. I won't give any away. <laughs> well, that'll keep listeners in suspense. You have some yeah. wacky ideas for, for that. Um, well, so for my Angelou. Your, to, you know. yeah, 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 not that wasn't wacky compared to no. what you've got. No, no. Um, okay, but we'll yeah. let, yeah. let the people go. <laughs> yeah, let's finally let the people go right at the hour mark exactly. Perfect. Um, at least for us, and we'll see what happens. Um, that, yeah, that's it. Goodbye. All right, bye.
Now she reads the poetry of death. <laughs> so maybe, sure, why not? So, 